Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, an anthrax outbreak kills seven domestic livestock in southeast Saskatchewan this week. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. Forecast for today, mainly cloudy skies. The high 18 today. 40% chance of showers overnight, the low 9. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon with risk of a thunderstorm. Wind southeast 20, the high 23 tomorrow, the low 12. Sunday, cloudy. 40% chance of showers on Sunday with a high 20, the low 10. Monday, rain. The high 17, windy, and a low of 7. Tuesday, clearing skies. The high 19, the low 5. Wednesday, sunny with a high 21, the low 9. Thursday, sunny, the high near 21. Normal high for this date is 21 degrees. The normal low is 7. The sun rose at 6.09 this morning. It sets at 7.49 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at 17 degrees. Saskatoon, 16. Swift Current, 19. Weyburn and Yorkton, both 18. The hot spot is Maple Creek this hour at 20 degrees in Saskatchewan. The cold spot in this province, Collins Bay, at 9 degrees. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's 17. That's 63 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 13. Humidity, 56%. Barometer dropping, 102.4. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 18. Winds are from the southeast at 17. Once again, Regina, cloudy, 17. That's 63 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit GowanCanada.com for more information. The Agriculture Ministry in Saskatchewan says an outbreak of anthrax in domestic livestock in the southeast was in the RM of Chester, not the RM of Golden West. The RM of Chester, based in Glenavon, is just north of the RM of Golden West, based in Corning. The disease surveillance veterinarian with the Saskatchewan Agriculture Ministry, Wendy Wilkins, says seven animals were confirmed killed by anthrax spores this week in the arm of Chester in the southeast. This morning I learned that the infected premises is actually in the RM of Chester, number 125. So that's just north of, uh, of 95. Functionally, probably not a lot of difference, but for accuracy, uh, we better make sure that we are reporting the right RM. So what type of animals were these? Were these cattle or deer or something else? We're only reporting them as ruminants. They are domestic ruminants. Uh, we are not providing the exact species due to confidentiality issues. For ruminants ruminant include, yeah, your, your bison, your cattle, your sheep, and your goats, and your deer. When did these animals actually die? We were informed of the suspect case on uh, Wednesday. That would be August 27th. 
so the veterinarian had been out that morning to see them. Uh, so they died sometime between the 26th and the 27th. And we received a report from the laboratory yesterday, August 29th, that this was indeed anthrax. Then what do you think is the cause here? Was it weather-related or the spores were in the soil for years? Was it a low spot? Certainly, we associate anthrax outbreaks with, with weather changes, uh, often uh, flooding followed by drought, or even just a drought that dries up potholes and sloughs, and animals start getting into those low-lying areas where the spores accumulate. So from what I understand at this time, the animals did have access to and were foraging in a slough bottom. So it's a slough bottom. What's your message to producers about then being careful with this kind of issue? With the weather that we've had this uh, this summer and uh, a poor pasture conditions in a lot of areas, the animals may be accessing forage areas that they don't normally uh, go into. So for those low-lying wet areas, of course, we always need to consider anthrax being a risk. And uh, and if there's any sudden death on pastures, uh, especially with these type of pasture conditions, anthrax should be on the top of their mind. But, you know, we, we also need to remember that there may be other risks within those low-lying areas and um, toxic plants and such, which can, which can also cause animal health issues. What about farm dogs and cats? What should be a message to producers there? They're not normally considered a risk for getting anthrax, but they can certainly contribute to the spread of anthrax. If an animal dies of anthrax and it's being scavenged by animals, those scavengers can spread uh, the contaminated carcass around, increasing the risk for other animals. So what should producers do with the dead carcasses if they find them? We recommend that they be burned uh, completely down to bone and ashes and then the bone and ashes buried. Um, if the carcass cannot be buried, uh, uh, burned and buried right away, then certainly measures need to be taken to prevent scavengers from getting at it. So this can be uh, covering down with a weighted tarp uh, and putting some sort of you know, noxious substance that, that would repel them. But best thing to do is talk with your veterinarian and figure out a plan as quickly as possible. Producers in that area, I understand there's a vaccine. You recommend that? We do strongly recommend that producers vaccinate animals in any area where there has been anthrax previously uh, confirmed. Uh, now, if we look at our anthrax map for Saskatchewan, there's large portions of the province that have had anthrax. So certainly, again, talk to your veterinarian and discuss the risk for your area and, and whether you and he or she agree that anthrax is in, or vaccination is in your best interests. And you want any suspicious case to be checked out? Yes. Any sudden death, sudden unexplained death, should be investigated by a veterinarian and samples collected and submitted to the laboratory for anthrax testing. How should producers handle a suspected carcass? Uh, again, if the veterinarian strongly suspects it's anthrax, uh, the vet will not do anything except take a blood sample for testing and, uh, again, either bury and burn that carcass right away or, or cover it and, and make sure that uh, scavengers cannot get it until the test results come back. What's the risk to humans of catching this anthrax? The risk to humans is generally considered very low. Those people who are handling diseased and dead animals are at some risk uh, for contracting it. In 2000, 2006, we had the large outbreak uh, throughout Saskatchewan with over 800 animals dead. And there were, of course, a number of people handling those animals in a, in a few cases, doing necropsies on those animals. So out of all those animal cases, we had two incidents where people got skin infections. 
So skin infections is the least serious type of anthrax infection, and it's easily treated. So that just demonstrates that, you know, even in the, even in face of when a lot of animals are affected, it's really not going to transfer very easily to people. But these spores can survive in the soil for decades, I understand? Decades, at least 40 years as far as the research that I'm aware of, and probably much longer. The Agriculture Ministry once again says the outbreak of anthrax in seven domestic livestock was in the RM of Chester, not the adjacent arm of Golden West in southeast Saskatchewan. The words from Todd Lewis, president of the Agricultural Producers Association, is it's an unfortunate situation. Todd Lewis says farmers should consider vaccination to help protect their animals. You know, understanding that, uh, you know, there is a vaccination that uh, can be given to cattle that can be helpful, and uh, I think farmers need to talk to their veterinarians, and uh, it's uh, just one of these situations that's unfortunate. It happens every once in a while, and uh, unfortunately it's happened again this year. Todd Lewis is the president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. The federal government is pumping almost $2 million into oat variety development. The funds will go to the Prairie Oat Growers Association, based in Regina, to improve varieties for the Canadian oat industry. The executive director of the Prairie Oat Growers, Shauna Matheson, says the goal is to improve yield and disease resistance. So this is an extension of a project that's been happening for a while in collaboration with many of the industry partners throughout the oat industry to look at increasing oat yield for producers, but also make sure that the quality meets that of the industry. For example, there's a minimum amount of beta-glucan that's required in order to maintain the heart-healthy claim that oats have. And so making sure that that sustains and that the beta-glucan amount continues to to meet that requirement and meet the heart-healthy benefits for all producers and also um, disease resistance and disease packages. One of the pressures that we have in oats is crown rust and stem rust, so making sure that the new varieties meet those needs of producers to defend against those diseases. Are you hoping to for climate change to be able to have oat varieties that can handle climate change and also to avoid any possibility of frost damage? Frost damage isn't one that is specifically being looked at, but we're always looking for varieties that can withstand different climates in general. So whether that's excess water or low water, because as we've seen over the last few years, it can change greatly from year to year. So being able to have a reliable crop, no matter if you have a dry spring or a dry rest of the summer or very wet. So obviously uh, looking to make sure that producers can be profitable with oats, no matter the weather conditions, would be the ultimate goal. But you said the key there is to try and improve yield. Do you have any specific numbers there, any targets? We're trying to improve it by at least 2% per year every year. Um, That's an aggressive target. Oats has actually outperformed all the other cereals uh, in the past five years in terms of yield improvement. So, um, but trying to make sure that that sustains so that we can continue to see growth for our producers. So where is this oat breeding, this oat research done? This particular funding is done at the AAFC facility in Brandon. So the breeder there is Dr. Jennifer Mitchell-Fetch, and she's actually retiring this year. So the, the whole industry is wishing her well in her retirement and eagerly await the announcement of her replacement. Then in summary, you're hoping to get improved yields and uh, disease resistance and weather, con- weather resistance as well. 
Yes, and also uh, make sure that we maintain the quality that's needed for the oat industry within Canada and the entire world so that oats continue to, to be the healthy, safe, and natural product that consumers have come to love. Yeah, Avena Foods announced this week that they've got $2 million, almost $2 million in federal funds for an oat processing plant, gluten-free oat processing plant just south of Regina at Rowett. That must be good news for oat growers. That's very good news for oat growers, and it's good news for the oat industry. Gluten-free is a market that is expanding, and it's a nice market for growers in the area and a, a nice processing facility right here in Saskatchewan. Shauna Matheson is the executive director of the Prairie Oat Growers Association based in Regina. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose $2.10 at $406.86. Oats gained $0.08 at $161.89. Number one red spring wheat went down $1.25 at $196.05. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $239.51. Feed barley 172.63, flax 464.93, yellow peas 218.54, feed wheat 127.78. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September wheat is down two cents at 503 and a quarter cents. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Just under 1,000 cattle on offer at our Tuesday regular sale. Looks like uh, this cow and bull market may be two to four bucks lower on the medium cows. The good cows, they bring anywhere from 85 to 93. Sales right up to 96. Medium cows and wet cows from 78 to 88. The good bulls, 99 to $1.11. Sales right up to $1.20. We did have 700 yearlings in the mix with these big, strong yearlings selling strong. Like Johnny Marushka's silver steers. They bring $1,859 each. What we are seeing, though, is these light yearlings, 650 pounds and down, and they're under a bit of pressure. The ideal weight out there nowadays is for a bit butcher steer is 1,550 pounds, and these white, lightweight yearlings just don't seem to have the frame to get there. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,900 hogs Thursday. Selling in a range of 148 to 172 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,000 head. Selling in a range of 141 to 168 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, August 31st are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 161.80, Ham Scash, 171.47, Thunder Creek Brickle, 184.32, and High Life, 170.88 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices are trading lower this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was up three basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3296. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.22 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are continuing their seasonal push lower, with the Iowa, Southern Minnesota, Western Corn Belt, national regions down sharply to finish the week. While the cash markets move lower, they're still between 4% and 8% higher than the values seen over the past four years on average, and notably higher than last year, when cash markets were under serious pressure at the end of August. Lean hog futures, meanwhile, have attempted to move higher, but have been unable to clearly and consistently break out of recently established resistance levels. The nearbys are just under 20% off the July highs and 26% away from the peaks seen last April, 
indicating that much more support is needed before returning to previous levels. Deferreds are likewise in a similar situation, but not to the same degree as the 2019 contracts, suggesting the market is at least a bit more optimistic that ASF-related demand from Asia will be supported further out. And the outlook today, mainly cloudy, high 18, 40% chance of showers overnight, the low 9. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon, risk of a thunderstorm, wind southeast 20, the high 23 tomorrow, the low 12. In Regina, cloudy and 17, that's 63 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.